Welcome to the Tuesday, December 5th edition of our podcast. We've got the whole band back together. Greg, Tom, and Derek. Tom, you're back. You feeling any better today? Uh, yeah, I'm slowly but surely feeling a little bit better. I uh, spent pretty much all Saturday and Sunday coughing and sneezing. I'm pretty sure the Badgers choking that fuck job against Ohio State is what made me sick. So now that I'm a few days removed from that, I'm feeling a little bit better. Okay, well, the weather's much better. It was like 55 yesterday, and or 60 even yesterday, and like 20 today right now. Derek, you got the same thing, I bet, right? We we got it probably worse. It was yesterday I took my dog for a walk at 4.30 p.m., and I, I walked outside yeah. in a T-shirt around the block. It was 61 degrees. It was uh, it was a little windy, but it was 61 degrees. I My wife and I watched a couple of TV shows last night. At 9.15, I got off the couch and looked out the back door, and it had already been like a whiteout blizzard situation. It was down to about, <laughs> I'm not kidding, it was down to 20, yeah. 27 degrees. The wind chill was almost below zero. You could barely see out my back window. In five hours, yeah. it changed that much. Did you really Did you really go f- take the dog for a walk, or is that a euphemism? No, I did. I literally took my dog, Harley, for a uh, walk at 4.30. Just, just yeah. wonder. Just Minnesota wonder. weather. You guys did, so you didn't get snow, wind, ice like we got? No, we didn't get any snow, no ice. Uh, it's just windy as hell outside right now, like 30-plus mile-an-hour winds, and it's like 22 degrees right now, but uh, no precipitation. Uh, I heard thunder, I thought, for a while last night and high winds, but uh, she turned overnight and uh, got real cold, so yeah. not good. Speaking of cold, let's talk about last night's game. I'm going to say it right now. I thought that game was an embarrassment last night. I turned it off. I actually turned it off in the fourth quarter, and Tom, you know, we had points on the line there. We needed a, a winner to uh, finish with the top seed in the FSTA. I turned it off. I thought that was horseshit football. It wasn't entertaining. It was cheap shot, and two touchdowns taken off the board by terrible holding calls. I don't want to watch the referees. I want to watch good football, a good play by A.J. Green, I just didn't like that game at all last night. started, obviously, with Shazier getting hurt. That was just unfortunate. It wasn't a cheap shot or anything. But I don't know about you guys, Tom, but uh, that was not a game I enjoyed watching last night. I enjoyed the hell out of the first half. A.J. Green was going bonkers. And I, I don't know the last time a guy's got 26 points. Hey, you, you look at the, you look at this, we'll look at this next year and go, oh, A.J. Green put up 26 in week 13. That's awesome. Well done. Way to go, A.J. Got it all in the first fucking half. Didn't get a point in the second half. Had a 60-yard touchdown taken off the board. Dropped another one. Might have dropped a third one. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I thought the first half was fine. I, I, I might be the only person in America who doesn't think Juju Smith-Schuster's hit was a, was a cheap shot. I thought it was a block, a fine block. I thought standing over him and taunting was really fucking stupid, but I didn't think the block itself was a problem. But, yeah, I mean, that, this is the Steelers and, and Bengals right now. It's just bad blood, and it gets ugly, and last night got real ugly. Well, the NFL thought it was a bad block because they gave him a one-game suspension. So yep. he's out this week, possibly Gronk right. out this week. All right, look at this, though. Put those three plays in the those two plays and Danny Trevathan, what he did to Devontae Adams earlier in the year, yep. okay? 
You got that, you got what Gronk did this past Sunday, and what Juju Smith-Schuster did. All of them got the same penalty. There is no fucking way what Smith-Schuster did is on the same level as what Gronk and Trevathan did. Trevathan almost took a guy's head off, and Gronk was clearly a premeditated, idiotic play. I mean, I'm sorry. I I got a real... It's Roger Goodell and his fucking... Uh, inconsistency with rulings. I, I just think it's it's ridiculous. And it's, oh. it's got nothing to do with needing Juju Smith-Schuster in fantasy because he hasn't really done anything in weeks. To me, it's just all about not applying the rules consistently. Well, that's exactly right. It starts at the top. I mean, right away, you got to give Trevathan two games at least and then keep it at two games. You don't just, you know, get one game off of it. Derek, what about the touchdowns and the penalties? I mean, I don't know about you, but this Walt Coleman officiating crew loves to throw flags and take points off the board. And again, as a fan, as a fantasy owner, obviously, I mean, Green would have had a 40 point game with that touchdown. <laughs> we would really be talking about him today. But instead, we're looking at no catches in the second half because that one got taken off the board. Yeah, I can't add a whole lot to what you guys have just said. I mean, the, the officiating's just been brutal this this whole entire year. Coleman's, Coleman's crew has been notorious for, I don't know how many years now, yeah. throwing all the... They always lead the league in uh, flags thrown. So, yeah, I mean, uh, Smith-Schuster, I think the block was actually a little high, but I, I agree with Tom. It wasn't... There wasn't a lot of an intent there to other than a hard crackback block, but uh, the standing over him was what what got him the suspension, I really think. That, that was just an idiot play after that. After everything else that was going on, you can't do that. So, again, I agree with you. I didn't turn the game off. I, I was enjoying watching Le'Veon Bell just keep racking up points. Uh, but again, I agree with you. It was bad for the NFL. It was embarrassing. And they and, and what was even more embarrassing was the people sidestepping it after the fact uh, on some of the, you know, the shows, the questioning after with the media coaches, you know, I mean, they're sidestepping the questions when it's it's when it's obvious to everyone that cares enough to watch it and play fantasy football and whatever. It's just bad for the game. So they need to, they need to find a way to keep this in check. Yeah, it was fun to watch some of these guys. I mean, Bell was great, 29.2 points. He was the second uh, highest scoring running back in the NFFC. You talk about hard hitting, then he takes that little swing pass and tiptoes down the sideline. Two guys don't even want to push him out of bounds. That was unbelievable. Like Gruden said, he'd never seen that before. I mean, hey, dude, push him out of bounds. No, I thought he was going to push him out of bounds, so I didn't push him out of bounds. I mean, that was unbelievable. Brown, 24.1. Tom, I know you had questions. Should I play him? If he's alive, breathing, and on the field, you play Antonio Brown, right? Good fucking gosh, people. This is not hard. It's fucking Antonio Brown, man. If you lose with Antonio Brown, you can walk. I lost. I In the Serious Dynasty League, week 13 is the first week of the playoffs. I lost. Matt Deutsch beat me by five points last night. Okay. I, I wasn't going to bench Antonio Brown. I lost with my best guys. What It happens. Move on. But you don't fucking bench Antonio Brown. Unless he's dead. And even if he's dead, I'd still start him over Devontae Parker. Yeah, I mean, they said he was limping around. You know, he was limping around. But so what? He's out on the field. That means the Steelers plan on getting him the ball. So, like you said, A.J. Green, 26.7, all in the first half. I know Glenn Schroeder said he needed like 30 points out of him last night. I gave him odds of 3-1 to one that he wasn't going to get it. He almost did get it in the first half, but then ended up not getting it. That was unbelievable. Uh, Dalton, 25.6. Big Ben, 24.9. So, Derek, you thought we were going to win in the FSTA. We needed like 37. We got 29.2 out of Bell. Smith-Schuster gave us what, about 5 points or something? So, we came up short. Took a loss, but we're the number two seed in the FSTA. So thanks for jinxing us, man. I think I called it 50-50 yesterday, didn't I? I don't think yeah. I fa- favored you. I think I said it was a coin flip. 
Yeah, it was a coin flip, but it looked like we were going to get it there the way Bill was going, but not to be done. Okay, let's give some honor to the guys who won some money through the regular season. Here we go. Scott Kelly of Hyannis, Massachusetts. He drafted in New York, Tom, with you, and he went 11-2 and and had the most points in the Classic. He wins $1,600 and leads the Classic as we go into the championship round. Great job, Scott. Also, Chad Schroeder of Omaha, Nebraska, Finished with the most points. He just edged out Glenn Lowy in the prime time. So Chad gets 1600 bucks, and he's the top seed, or has the most points, I should say, in the prime time. Good job there, Chad. And then in the online championship, the Rotowire online championship, Jesse DeArmas, Miami, Florida. He is leading the way, and he wins $1,600, has the most points. Let's see what he have about a 36-point lead right now. So... Heading into the championship round, he's got a three-point lead over everybody else in that one. Tom, Duke Viveros, he says he's going to win the NFFC Classic, and he wanted to become the first guy to go 13-0 in the Classic. Can you imagine that? 14 years of the Classic, nobody's ever gone undefeated. He lost in his last game uh. this week. That is 12-1. So, <laughs> what do you think, Tom? Did you jinx him, or did I jinx him? What happened? Uh. No, nobody jinxed him. It's just the way it is. Twelve and one's a hell of a year, Duke. I know you wanted thirteen, and that would have been fantastic. But twelve and one is a one hell of an accomplishment. So congratulations to to Duke and the three people you mentioned for the total points money, and good luck to everybody in the playoffs. Going to be a fun ride to the end. I can't believe it. Three weeks, man. We're down to yeah. the last three. I'm yeah. guessing he'd want to win. He wants to win that grand prize more than the thirteen and zero, anyways. Yeah. Absolutely. He does. I believe he put up like 170, and somebody had like a oh, week and beat him. That's, so I was one tough. of those. Uh, all right, let's uh, talk. Uh, Howard Siegel was the only person in the prime time to go 13 and 0. So Howard Siegel, great job. He drafted online. Then we had four teams that went undefeated in the online championship. Remember, 2,556 teams. Four went undefeated. Sheldon Curtis, Christopher Ryan. Randy Michaels of Long Prairie, Minnesota. Yeah. My brother's my brother knows him. Nice. <laughs> and Andrew Thompson. They all went undefeated. So congrats to those five teams went undefeated. That's a hell of an accomplishment for sure. So all right, so there we go. Uh, let's talk a little bit to, uh, Derek. We've got the postseason contest coming up. We already got a couple dozen signups already for this one. We raised the grand prize to a hundred thousand dollars. Hey, do well in the championship round. Worry about these next three weeks in the regular season. But after that, we want you to plan on playing in the postseason contest because for $150, you could win $100,000. We're looking forward to that, baby, aren't we, Derek? Yeah, this is my. It, it, there's no uh, playoff competition out there like it. By far my favorite I've ever seen with what you guys created a few years back with the multipliers each round and the way you have to structure your roster to start and, and you know, drop guys and pick guys up moving throughout. You know, I used to play it all the time, and I always had the strategy. I finished pretty high one year, actually, won some decent money. Um, and it's the year, I think it's the year the Giants, uh, it was one of the years the Giants were the sixth seed and went all the way through. I had Eli Manning and I had Tom Brady. Uh, both ended up nice. in the Super Bowl, but they were both my, you know, my quarterback starting. So they, I got four times the multiplier at the end. They didn't have huge games, but uh, that was kind of always the way I always wanted to structure my teams. Having the two quarterbacks, I felt were going to end up in the, in the Super Bowl. But uh, last year showed you don't have to do that. 
you know, because you were guys, these quarterbacks that come in the wild card games and have huge week ones and then manage to stay around a couple games. You can, I think the winner last year didn't have Tom Brady until the final game. I believe he had James White. Uh, yeah. I believe he had James White more uh, longer than he had yeah. Tom Brady. So a lot of different strategies go into it, and uh, we're hoping to get upwards of 1,600 teams. So going to be a hell of a competition, and it is fun. So get in there when you can. Before, you know, get in. I mean, with sign up, no reason to, to wait on the sign-ups because this will fill, uh, you know, yeah. well before the before the first games on that first playoff Saturday. So, Yeah, you know, you're absolutely right. I mean, you can take the quarterbacks, and in our scoring system, they're usually the highest scoring people. So if you get three times and four times of the quarterback, that's great. But you know what, Tom? This year, the way the running backs are scored, you may get a running back yep. like Curley, let's say, if he takes it all the way to the house. That's the type of guy who four times 25 or 30 points is a guy who could take you to the championship, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Gurley, uh, one of the Saints running backs, if they make it, uh, maybe Deion Lewis or Rex Burkhead in New England, absolutely. There's some running backs out there that are going to put up points. I, I agree with Derek. I think there's enough quarterbacks there that maybe you don't have to have to have those two guys or one of those guys in the Super Bowl. But if you can get one of those running backs to go four, uh, I think you can be in pretty good shape. Yeah, I mean, Gurley is, I, I think the Rams are probably a long shot to get to the Super Bowl, so that'd be a great play because I wouldn't yeah. imagine he'd be high-owned. Yeah, I think I think this year too, guys. That uh, the way the, the way the running, like you just mentioned, the way the running backs are out there, and how, how many good ones there are are going to be in the playoffs. It's going to be a really interesting strategy to see to see how guys build their rosters this year with with those running backs. Yeah, absolutely. Let's say you had Bell and Gurley, and again, like Tom said, a lot of people don't think the Rams will go all the way. They've got a good team, but let's say you had those two guys, they could put up 25 points a game easily, and then you could still get a quarterback at three times. Yep. Now all of a sudden, you got this running back getting a big numbers every week and you've got a quarterback still three times at the super bowl so pretty interesting strategies you're going to love it check it out you can sign up for your team now obviously the players won't uh, load into your team until we start knowing who's in the playoffs but still a lot of fun to secure your spot right now and i got one other announcement i am going to put it on the message boards here but we're going to incentivize you this year to keep your money on account. If you know you're going to play in the postseason contest and you're going to buy two or three teams and you want to keep $450, let's say, on your player account and use that, well, that saves us on credit card fees. So we're going to incentivize you. You're going to get $80 in money to play on our site if you keep $200 or more in your player account. So look for that post. I'm going to put it on here. But again, we're going to incentivize you to keep some money on account so that we're not always running these damn credit card fees. Right there, you know, being in the financial area of our company for a long time, the credit card fees are just going up and up because DFS has made it really tough for credit card companies to process in this space right now. So we're going to try to incentivize you to keep money on your player account. Yeah, no question about it. Like I said, uh, the, the credit card companies are, are getting smarter, if you will, and uh, they're wanting their piece of the pie just like everyone else. So, uh, yeah, it's, yes. it's an easy way to do it, too. I mean, instead of, you know, uh, always waiting for a check, if you know you're going to be playing with us, you know, baseball, football playoffs, football next year, no reason to not keep your, keep your money on account and just make it easy when you register, sign up. You don't have to worry about getting your credit card dinged at some point or changing your card because it expired right then you got to change the information you got your money on account it's it's there it's safe and uh, it's ready to go absolutely absolutely all right we're going to talk about this week's games real quickly man thursday night game guys is great saints at the falcons i love that one so we're going to talk a little bit about this but i want to mix in a little baseball guys i've been going through uh the first 10 drafts that we've had on the nfbc site and again if you're looking at baseball check us out we got draft champions leagues going on right now but i'm going to write a column on uh, what i've seen from the first 10 drafts so far and 
get it out there, maybe put it on rotowire.com. But seven out of the first ten first picks was Trout. Altuve was picked twice first overall, and Kershaw once. Let's talk about Otani. He's the big one right now, right? We've got him at only a pitcher. That's all you can use him. His ADP is 77.2. He's gone as high as 37th overall. Holy man. As low as 100th. (laughs) What do you think, Derek? You surprised by those numbers? The 37, yes. The 100, no. Uh, his range of 77s and, you know, 15-teamer right around the end of the fifth round, beginning of the sixth, that seems, yeah. uh, you know, depending on where he actually actually ends up uh, on, a, which team he ends up, ends up on, yeah. uh, that seems like it's probably going to be in the ballpark. But that 37, wow. That's, I mean, you're looking at, uh, I mean, you're hoping he's putting up, you know, Carlos Carrasco type numbers picking them there, so that's a that's pretty ballsy. But I, I you know, I'm one that you know, if, if get your guys right, get yeah. your guys when you want them. So uh, I like it. <laughs> right now, it's between 65 and 78 is really where he's been going, and I agree with you. Depending on where he goes, let's say he goes to the Dodgers, he may go in the 65 range. If he goes to the Padres, which is still a good pitcher's park. Probably in that 77 range, so we'll see what happens there. But uh, pretty interesting. I I love looking at stats like this. So uh, let's take a look at the rookies. Ronald Acuna right now, 167 is his ADP. So he's going right around start of the 12th round, if you will, in 15-team leagues. The next rookie, Victor uh, Robles, 293. So Acuna is really the only rookie out there that's going to be drafted in the first you know, 20 rounds, if you will. So pretty interesting. Three guy or four guys that were first-rounders last year that have dropped to the second round. Chris Bryant right there at around 15, Machado at 19, Anthony Rizzo at 27, and Donaldson at 30. So three guys going right there who are pretty interesting. And I'll just give you a couple more here. we got Gary Sanchez's ADP right at 24, George Springer right at 29, where I could see George moving even up. As drafts go on, he's went as high as 19th so far. Uh, how about Hoskins? Rice Hoskins, 56 is his ADP. And Bregman, Larry, Bre- uh, I say Larry, Larry Schechter's nephew, nephew, believe it or not, is Bregman. His ADP was 35. What? Yep. what? Yeah, yes. Larry's nephew. Alex Bregman? He's Larry Alex Schechter's Bregman nephew. Alex Bregman is Larry Schechter's right. nephew. Okay, did not know that. All right. Why, are you surprised? <laughs> You don't think Larry could play Major League Baseball? It has nothing to do with Larry. It just, I, I didn't know that. Congratulations to everybody in the respectful oh, families. It is cool. All right, one more for you, Derek. All right, you ready? Yep. Byron Buxton, ADP of 53, as high as 38th, as low as 77th. Yeah, that's a, that's a range. I don't think he's going to move too much from there. Uh, so somebody grabbed him in the middle of the third round. Uh, Seems viable if you, depending on how you're building your roster. But uh, I'm looking for Buxton to have a have a monster year. When they moved him uh, kind of into the five hole, five six hole, second half of the year he hit 300. He was hitting for home runs. He was stealing bases, playing his Gold Glove defense. So he was never out of the lineup. So uh, you can make a case for Buxton having a monster year. He's one of those guys that we could be talking about as a as a potential first rounder next year if he makes that leap. So I got no problem with that, especially as a Twins fan. Yeah, but I'll tell you what, the fourth round is real, real interesting. We'll talk about it later. Obviously, we don't get too deep here, but Billy Hamilton's in there. Hoskins is in there. Buxton's in there. Uh, Posey's been in there. There's a lot of real interesting guys in that fourth round. So we'll talk more baseball later. Just had to throw that out there. Wet your appetites a little bit. Love looking at results, so good stuff. All right, let's talk about just a couple of games that you're looking forward to this week, and then tomorrow we can talk a little bit more about that Thursday game. But, man, that one on Thursday is Got my eye 
getting my attention, that's for sure. Saints at Falcons. Dom, what are you looking for there? Uh, Alvin Kamara to continue to be a god. Uh, he's just fantastic, but hopefully it's a great game. I want to see the Falcons offense show up this week. They did not show up against the Vikings. Now credit to the Viking defense, but there's too many weapons on that Atlanta offense to not score a touchdown against anybody. So they need to show up here and play better. I think the Saints are the better team, but I, I want to see Marshawn Lattimore play because I want to see Marshawn Lattimore play against Julio Jones. Yeah, well, I had Julio in this league. Auction league that I just missed the playoff. You just missed the playoff. We both didn't have enough points. Johnny Frizzella got ahead of us, but Julio Jones, he's got to do better than that. And Derek, you know what? Tomorrow night on our uh, SiriusXM show, we are going to have a mock draft between you, me, and Tom, and we're going to pick the first round of the 2018 NFFC draft. So we've got 12 players figured out there. I have a feeling Kamara is going to make that first round, right? I I, uh, I would have to think uh, yes, especially if Tom gets to pick anywhere in the first round that he will be, he will be taking. Uh, tell you what, the game I aside from my Vikings Carolina, which I'm sure we'll go into more detail a little bit later in the week. The game I really have my eye on is uh, Seattle at Jacksonville. You know, I, I was a big uh, RotoWire online championship player, so I was perusing the the rosters of the you know the top teams there today. A lot of Russell Wilson led teams. Um, so you know, Russell's been as we've seen pretty matchup proof this year. But I don't think he's gone to a place like Jacksonville and had to face a D like that this year. So first week of the playoffs, I want to see how Russell handles that uh, Jacksonville pass rush. Yeah, I like that game too. Tom, you really like that Raiders-Chiefs games. I mean, man, there's a lot of crappy games this week, but there are some real good games, and that's a good game. What are we going to get out of the Chiefs this week? Well, I mean, they showed up last week. Tyreek Hill, Alex Smith, Kareem Hunt looks yep. just dead, though. But they got they got Kelsey, then Hill, and Smith look good. Remember that first game between these two teams was on a Thursday night, and it was maybe one of the top two to three games of the season. Derek Carr leading him to the late touchdown there. Uh, we'll see about Amari Cooper if he plays. He's clear from the concussion, but he's got a bad ankle injury. Crabtree's back. I think that's going to be a great one. I'm also really looking forward to the Rams and uh, Eagles matchup. Carson Wentz and Jared Goff going head-to-head for the first time, so that should be a lot of fun. Yeah, definitely. Derek, what about that Vikings-Panthers game? That's going to be a good one, and I hate to say it, but I think Packer fans will be rooting for the Vikings because they'd love to see the Panthers lose again, and then the Packers go there week 15 with maybe Aaron Rodgers starting, so we'll see what happens. Of course, the Packers got to get past the winless Browns first this week. Yeah, yeah. We don't need your support. We don't need Packer fans cheering for us to tell you the truth. I don't like the karma. I don't like the juju. Just stay off the stay off the train. Do what you need to do. We're not. We're, we're, you guys are far enough. We're finally we're finally in the rearview mirror. I feel so. Uh, yeah, just uh, you guys stay back there. I, I'm looking for the Vikings to play the same type of game they played the last. Uh, you know, the last game against Atlanta and, and the Rams actually. Um, those two. T- that's that's the formula the Vikings have been uh, using, and we've actually we've we've hit the hell out of Cam the last two times we played him, beat the Panthers both times. Uh, so if they, uh, we, we've had a pass rush on him where he just doesn't like to get, I mean, we've been yeah. knocking him around. He doesn't like to get hit. He makes some bad mistakes, and we've won two games kind of going away there. So hopefully the, the formula is the same the third time around. That's what I'm, that's what I'm looking for. Yeah, they got to put pressure on him, stop the running game, and I think they can win that game. But that will be a big, big game as far as the wild card is concerned. Tom still thinks that we're going to win the division, yet you guys are going to blow four in a row. So stop laughing. It could happen. I don't actually, I should look at that, but I don't even think if we lost all four and the Packers won all four, I bet you we still hold the tiebreaker. So I, I'll, I'll, I'll check that out and let you know tomorrow. Well, it'd be a, I don't know what the, yeah, I don't know the convoluted tiebreakers. They, they split the head-to-head, obviously. Right. Yeah, we, we each we lost to Detroit, so I don't know what there would be after that. Then. I can figure so. it out. It'll go down. It would go down about the fourth or fifth tiebreaker. Don't worry about it. I'm not, I'm not really worried about it. I just want to. 
Yeah, I'm not worried about it. All right, <laughs> one more thing. You should worry about it. Yeah, right. Tom, one more. Ravens and Steelers. Uh, if you thought this one was physical on Monday night, this one could be even more, right? Yeah, I mean, the, the Ravens are, are gunning for a playoff spot right now. They're, yeah. they're peaking at the right time. Steelers, obviously, are trying to, to be that number one seed, so they got to keep winning. Uh, no Juju Smith-Schuster like we talked about, but still, you know, Le'Veon Bell is just out of his mind right now. So it should be a good game. I just I, I question if the Ravens can mount enough of an offense to win this game. So that just seems to be the thing holding them back. I know they, they did well against the Lions this past week, but... I'm just not sold on their offense. Yeah, I think they need to no, make a big defensive play there. Touchdown, yeah. special team, something to, to hang close enough. So Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, I'm still holding on to this ticket of the Chiefs winning their division 3 to one odds. <laughs> you know so what, though? Packers you know what? Got a be- the Packers got a better chance to win their division. Greg, the Chiefs do have three home games, game. right? The Chiefs do have three home games in a row now. So, I mean, they're at 6-6. Six and six. they got three home games. I don't know their schedule, per se, but, uh, you know, they, they run a couple of those off. You never know. Zero. I got zero percent chance. <laughs> uh, there is not a zero percent chance, and not only that, I have the Packers twenty bucks to win the Super Bowl at eleven to one odds. So come on, what are my odds? Less, you can crump, you can crumple that chance. one up. <laughs> less than zero. Hey, you guys are a lot of fun to hang around with. You know that. So. I'm sick. God damn it. Yeah. Well, I'm sick of you. All I gotta right, go so shovel go. again. <laughs> I gotta go shovel again. No, there's no shoveling going on around here, uh. thank God. So, All right, get yourself outside, shovel. Everybody, congrats to anybody who won money after week 13. We're going to get that in your player accounts next week. Look for more information on that, how you can claim your prizes. Keep some on account because you're going to want to play some postseason contests for, with us. Win $100,000 there. But congrats and good luck to everybody in the championship rounds of all of our contests during the next three weeks. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're rooting for all of you. Good luck, everyone. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you tomorrow.